0: This is the Bartender Journey Podcast.
1: Hey, it's Bartender Journey Podcast number one, two, three. My name is Brian Vincent Weber. Thanks for listening. Today, we're going to be talking about tequila, in particular, Partida Tequila. And we, I talked with uh, Jacques B., who uh, is the brand ambassador. I call him Jacques B. because his last name is really hard to pronounce. I think it's Hoot. I hope I said that correctly, Jacques. I'm sorry if I said it wrong. (laughs) We're going to call you Jacques B. So uh, anyway, I I sat down with Jacques at uh, Kingfish in New Orleans during Tales of the Cocktail, and we had a nice chat. He brought along a special blend that he blended himself of the Partida. It was a mixture of the Blanco, the Reposado, an ajo, and a... Dash of the elegante extra añejo, and uh, boy, that was that was just really tasty stuff. And you'll hear me in the interview, uh, just kind of out of the blue, go, "Ooh, that's good tequila." <laughs> so uh, it's good stuff. Uh, and uh, they have some nice uh, recipes on their website. I wanted to, I was planning to make the. Uh, Watermelon Collins, which sounds awfully good, but uh, I, f- I just forgot to get watermelon. So uh, I mixed up uh, a, uh, a straight-up margarita with the uh, partida blanco, and uh, it's it's really good. And uh, then I also mixed up a uh, peach and basil um margarita, which uh, that'll be our cocktail of the week, and I'll post up on bartenderjourney.net, the recipe for that. And uh, it came out pretty good. The, uh, the funny thing, I, you know, I muddled some peaches in there, and uh, it makes it very uh, thick, you know, so then I double strained it, and it just takes a while to get through the strainer. I used my muddler to kind of force it through the uh, the fine strainer, and uh, it tastes great, but um, unfortunately it takes a while to get it through there, and you know, it'll be something uh, it look a little awkward if you're uh, out at the bar uh, doing that in front of your guests so uh when, when, when it's a thick drink like that the, the uh, muddler will help you get it through that fine strainer but it, it, it takes a while and it's not too uh elegant shall we say i also got something really cool in the mail today it's bar 40 bitters they're really interesting bitters they're uh based on um you know we say we have uh five tastes that we can discern uh sour sweet, salt, Bitter and yunami. and umami uh, is uh, was the was sort of a new one to the classification. Uh, it, it came later uh, years ago. We used to say we had four. Now we say we have five. Umami is uh, what we call the savory uh, sensation. Uh, if you want to learn more about that, look it up. U M A M I umami. Yunami. And uh, so uh, their umami bitters are really interesting, and and uh, they have a recipe here for a Gibson, which you know is just a martini with uh, olives instead with onions. Excuse me, instead of olives. And uh, but with their Yanami bitters, and that sounds really good. I, I haven't tried that yet, but I'd like to. But uh, what I am going to do is uh, they have a margarita recipe here which calls for their salt bitters. So uh, this partita margarita I made here, uh, I'm going to now drop a few drops of this, the salt bitters in there and... Uh, Let's check it out. By the way, I used a little Gramigné in here uh, the, with the Partida uh, Blanco. The uh, a little gramonier fresh lime juice, and uh, agave syrup, which I made with uh, half agave uh, nectar and half hot water. All right, so our uh, our margarita. I dropped a few drops of that um, salt. The salt bitters in there from Bar Forty, and then let's check it out. Oh, very nice. It makes it um. Gives a little more drying sensation on the tongue, uh, brings out the flavor of the lime, I would say, and uh, yeah, that's quite good. I, I feel like I need a little more um, uh, agave in there now, a little, just a little more sweetness to go with this salty. But uh, really interesting, good stuff. So now my basil peach margarita, uh, which uh, was basically the same except uh, I have the I have the partita uh, tequila. I actually used the raspberry peach Gramey and uh, fresh lime juice and agave. And uh, it's very nice, a uh, nice thing to drink on a summer summer afternoon. And uh, I'm going to add a little bit of the Bar 40 Sour Bitters to this one. Oh, of course, uh, I left out the fresh basil and uh, peaches that I muddled uh, in the shaker there. So that, uh, that that completes the recipe. Like I said, I'll post it up on bartenderjourney.net, the full recipe. Now adding a little bit of the sour bitters to this uh, basil peach margarita. Nice, that helps balance it out. Um, Somehow I feel like I need a little more lime juice now that I added that. But it really adds a a complexity to the drink that's that's really good. Up on the website, uh, I'll post up some pictures of these drinks too. And uh, in the background there, you'll see some uh, coming attractions for what we're going to talk about in the next few weeks. So uh, go over to bartenderjourney.net and check that out. All right, before we talk to Jacques, let's uh, talk about the book of the week. The I may have done this one already, but The Joy of Mixology by Gary Gaz Regan is, uh, is one of my favorite books, and uh, I, I, last night I went again to uh, be a guinea pig at, at his uh, great seminar, that he, or his two-day course that he does, uh, the Cocktails in the Country course, where he has ten bartenders come in, and uh, they do a two-day course, and uh, I get to be the guinea pig, and I love it, and Gaz is such a great guy, uh, and... Uh, we we, we we are discussing a very secret, top secret uh, possible collaboration. I hope it all works out, but uh, uh, you know, I can't tell you any more than that. Stay tuned. You'll have to, you'll have to just keep listening to find out what I'm talking about. But uh, last night was so much fun. Lisa Laird was there and she, the, uh, of Laird's Apple Brandy. And that company has been in her family for, I think she said, 10 generations. And uh, that company was established in 1780 in America, in New Jersey in particular. And uh, man, it's a, it's an, it's just, it was really cool meeting her. And uh, that, that, there's quite a heritage to that Laird's Apple Brandy. She still lives in that same area where uh, where the uh, family established this apple brandy years ago, and uh, yeah, it was really fun. Anyway, back to uh, the joy of mixology. This is a book everyone should own. Be any bartender, or even uh, if you're a home uh, home bartender enthusiast, uh, this is a book that you should own. And uh, it the it, you know he breaks things down to different categories. So like uh, for instance, uh, sours. A uh, margarita, which we were talking about earlier, is a uh, type of sour. And uh, if you think about it, a sidecar is a type of sour. So uh, and then he has subcategories within that. But uh, but reading through this book, it, I, I find it helpful. Um, it helps me memorize drinks because you think, oh well, that's just a variation on such and such. And uh, it, it, to me, it was very helpful in that way. Um, but of course, there's a lot of great other information in here, and uh, you should own this book. Go to bartenderjourney.net Net, you'll see a link to Amazon where you can buy this book, and uh, that helps out the show a little bit. Uh, Anytime you click through uh, one of the links on BartenderJourney.net to go to Amazon, that will uh, help out the show a little bit, and it doesn't cost you any extra. And whether whether you buy this book or a different book, or if you buy a pair of pants or uh, (laughs) cocktail shaker or uh, uh, you know or buy uh, anything, you know, if you're gonna go shopping on Amazon, do me a favor, go to BartenderJourney.net first, click on an Amazon link, whether you buy that book or a different book or anything, it does help out the show a little bit and uh, I'd sure appreciate it. Alright, I think it's time to talk to Jacques B from Partida Tequila, and uh, as I said, I think I said, uh, I recorded this at Kingfish in New Orleans. They generously let me use uh, a room that wasn't used for uh, dinner service uh, to record some interviews. So that was very uh, cool of them to do that. I had just finished up uh, recording with Jacob Breyer, so we'll see. You'll hear me uh, saying goodbye to him, and uh, that that interview is actually for the Tales 365 members. Uh, if you don't know about that, it's uh, something you should check out. Uh, Tales 365 is a program that uh, Tales of the Cocktail runs and uh, gives you access to a whole separate podcast that I do as well as videos and audio recordings uh, from, the sem- from a lot of the seminars, video recordings of the seminars. So uh, you can go to tales365.com to check that out if you like. Hey, uh, stay tuned to the very end of the podcast today for our toast. Every week at the very end of the show, we have a toast. So make sure you stay tuned to the very end. All right, let's talk to Jacques. Thank Thank all right, So my pleasure. Thanks pleasure Brian. You. Thank you. I'll see you again. I'll see you around. <laughs> all right, fantastic. Thank you. Nice little setup you got
0: going on. Not bad, all right. <laughs> if you don't mind, I'm gonna come closer oh, right to here. Thank you. Sure. Awesome. Got a little tortilla blend in there. It's a blend of uh, blanco, ripsado, Añejo, and
1: elegante. All
0: right. Yeah. I'm going
1: to ask you if you don't mind getting a little closer to the okay. mic. Okay. Right there. Awesome.
0: So uh, tell us about your tequila. I want to know all about it. Yeah, Partida Tequila. It's um, is a lot to tell. We've still a pretty young brand, but yeah. been around for just over 10 years. Um, okay. And actually, that's actually closer to 12 years now. I've been with the company for close to 10 years. Mm-hmm. The name Partida comes from Partida family, a family of uh, agave okay. growers in, right. in the Amatitan Valley so a Matitan valley is uh, and then tequila valley they're very close within 10-15 minutes of each other but it's okay. kind of what they call the lowlands or the valley of tequila yeah and then from that you have the highlands which is or los altos where two very different styles of tequila but we're very valley style tequila so very small production still everything is done you know in a manner of where we take care of every single detail there's a lot of ways that you can influence the taste of tequila mm-hmm. or cut corners in the making of tequila and that's how you you know obviously get a variance between pricing of tequila if you cut a lot of corners you can make cheap tequila but it also affects the taste so yeah. with partito we really take pride in doing every little step the right way so if we cook our agaves we cook them slowly um we wait the right amount of time to um to grow the agaves and harvest them, um, and then obviously proper distillation, ferment, you know, all natural fermentation, and then you know the aging in use Jack Daniel's barrels first Oh, is that right? Yeah, uh, we use Jack Daniel's barrels because they have one of um, the lar- largest cooperages in the world mm-hmm. and the most consistent cooperages. Lovely. So yeah, that's you. really
1: great. <laughs> that's good tequila. Why,
0: why is it.
1: tequila the taste profile so different than mezcal? Because tequila is a correct me if i'm wrong tequila is a subset of mezcal
0: yeah um i mean there's again it's where you make those differences and to me with mezcal because a lot of the producers are very small production so um it's how they distill and ferment to me is where there's really a big difference between tequila and in some cases with mezcal they do cook not in some in most cases with mezcal, they cook their agave in a pit in the ground. Yeah. So naturally you get a little bit of that kind of smokiness that comes in mezcal. But that other kind of um band-aid thing that you get in Mezcal that all come, for me comes from the style of agave that they use, mm-hmm. the fermentation and then they I mean they're using really, really small uh pot stalls. So it's very okay. old school. So is this um, pot still
1: as well or is it a common stuff? That's
0: pot still. It's
1: it's such a different Flavor profile, and I'm just trying to put my finger on why it's so why it's so different, you know, <laughs> from the mezcal. Mis- yeah. it's interesting. I mean, it's it's fascinating that the agave plant takes what eight, 10, 12 years to grow. Yeah,
0: I mean, anywhere from six to twelve years. I I, and I just can't wrap my head around I mean, Yeah, it's
1: it's crazy, you know, when you think about grapes or, or grain or rye, you know, come right. back every year, you know. Yeah, but I guess the. the the thing is now you're instead of aging in, in barrels for such a long time, like you would with a good bourbon, you're right. putting the time in ahead, before distills. Right.
0: And then uh, the problem too is if you, if you put the if you put your tequila in a barrel because of the, the heat in Mexico yeah. for as long as you do let's say in bourbon for yeah. 12 to 15 or even eight years yeah. at that, first of all, you'll lose a lot of tequila sure. to the angels. And then secondly, it would just be intense oak. Like, so you'll really yeah. mask
1: Too much. the flavor Too much of up. the
0: agave, right? Yeah. And we've tasted old tequilas that are anywhere from 7 to 10 years. And because of the heat of that aging um, or the the aging extremes down there that Um, it really just becomes, it doesn't taste like tequila anymore. It tastes like Mm. an old chip, essentially. So how long is this age? So that's a combination of all four of our tequilas. So to me, this is kind of like a little bit of an extra Reposado. Mm. But uh, obviously, our Blanco is unaged. Our Reposado is aged for six months. Mm. Our Añejo is aged for um, 18 months. Mm -hmm. And the elegante is aged for 36 to 38 months.
1: Wow. Yeah. I know the temperature extremes. They talk about bourbon and, and scotch, especially the temperature extremes make a difference in how long it takes to pick up the flavor of the of the wood. Right, you don't, you don't have that so much in Mexico.
0: No, no, that's I mean, well,
1: because or I you mean, it, because it's at night it gets cold. Yeah, is it doesn't it get is?
0: that cold, but we because we get more consistent heat throughout the year in Mexico. Yeah, when in let's say Kentucky, the summers are really hot and humid. Yeah, but the winters are really cold. Yeah. So. That really slows it, kind of speeds up the the aging process, and then in the winter it slows it down. Mm -hmm. So for us, it's just a constant quick aging, yeah, (laughs) all the time. Um, And there's a few exceptions where you start to see uh, some tequila companies age in climate controlled um, cellars to bring down the temperature, so it, it really takes a little bit longer and it doesn't affect the tequila as much as it does oh, but 99 percent of the you know the aging facilities in mexico are it's hot in there it's really warm all the time
1: <laughs> <laughs> where are you from originally <laughs> south africa oh interesting yeah never been to that part of the world <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a good part of the world <laughs> and you're based out of where now uh san francisco oh okay yeah and the san francisco cocktail scene is pretty pretty it's, great right yeah
0: it's pretty big <laughs> it's uh it's everywhere. It's crazy, but it's it's a lot of fun. I, I haven't
1: been in years, so uh, I need to get out there. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your time. I, I'm sorry. I'm, ran, I'm running so far behind. No, be no, no, private, no. no. But, Thanks uh, for having us on. Thank I you so much it. for coming in. Thank you. Thank you for the lovely tequila. I hope you enjoyed it. It's great to Thank meet you. Nice to meet you. I'll be in touch and uh, yes, please. let you know. Yes. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye now. All right. Great discussion about tequila there. A few tequila facts for anyone who doesn't know. To be called tequila, it has to be made with at least 51% agave uh, and... What you really want is 100% agave, uh, specifically Blue Weber Agave. Hey, that's my last name, Weber. And uh, so uh, that's what you really want to look for. If, if a tequila says mixto on it, that means it's mixed uh, with it, – that means it's not 100% uh, agave. It could be mixed with other spirits, uh, neutral grain spirits, and uh, artificial coloring is allowed in tequila. Uh, your better ones will not be artificially colored. And the different classifications of tequila, you have Blanco, which is uh, clear, unaged and bottled within two months of distillation. Reposado, which is aged between two and 12 months in barrels. And Anejo, which is aged between one and three years in small oak barrels. And that one particular tequila that you see in every single bar, uh, I won't mention it by name, you know the one I'm talking about, is not 100% agave, and it is artificially colored. And if they want to sponsor my podcast, I will take back all the mean things I just said about them. (laughs) Well, we were talking about the Bar 40 Bitters earlier, and uh, I did, in fact, try the Gibson with... uh, They call for a London Dry Gin, 2.5 ounce, 0.5 ounce Dry Vermouth, and 1 to 4 Pinches, or drops, I guess, of uh, their Yunami bitters. And uh, of course, that goes with onions, uh, garnish with onions, because it's a Gibson. And uh, boy, that was really delicious. It was um, a really unique drink, Uh, very very unique flavor. Next, I'm gonna try their Negroni, which uh, they add uh, one pinch of the Bar 40 Salt Bitters and one pinch of the Sweet Bitters. So uh, I'm gonna give that a try too. They reduced the Campari to uh, half an ounce. Everything else, uh, gin and vermouth, One ounce, so that's interesting. Be curious to know why they, uh, why they did that. It must be uh, something to do with how those bitters affect the drink. So on bartenderjourney.net, I will put up a link to where you can find out more about Bar 40 Bitters, and uh, we'll have links, uh, the Amazon links for The Joy of Mixology by Gary Regan, uh, Gaz, and his great book. And uh, I'm also going to put up a a nice little bartending kit that I saw, uh, and uh, you'll see a link to that uh, as well. Maybe you want to treat yourself to some new bar tools. So check out all that on bartenderjourney.net. Hey, remember to stay tuned for our toast at the very end of the podcast. Coming up on the show, uh, in future episodes, we have some great stuff for you. We're going to talk about cachaca and uh, caparingas. I feel like I say that wrong every time I say it. And we're going to talk with the owner of Leblanc Cachaca in an upcoming episode coming up soon. Hey, do you remember I did an episode of Bartender Journey called Wine Knowledge for Bartenders 2.0 with uh, Elizabeth Schneider? And uh, one thing I forgot to ask her about was those those vacuum um, pumps. Have you seen that, where you where once you have a bottle of wine that's open, you uh, pump the air out of it, and uh, it's supposed to make it last longer? I actually have one here uh, from Vacubin and I'm gonna do an experiment and uh, take two bottles of the same exact wine, open them at, at on the same day at the same time, and then uh, plug one up with just you know the cork like most people do they just shove the cork back in after they open it and I'm going to use the vacuum uh, bin to uh, do the other bottle and taste it uh, periodically or you know taste it daily let's say and uh, and report back to you guys because I'm curious to see how, how well these things work if you haven't heard that episode with uh, Elizabeth Schneider you should definitely check that out um, if you go to bartenderjourney.net there's a on the upper right hand side of the main page there's a tiny little google search bar so if you just type in wine you'll find that and uh, if you're looking for the uh, the notes that go along with this particular episode that you're listening to right now, just type in number one two three because this is episode number one hundred twenty three, and that'll bring you right to uh, to the notes and uh, and pictures and things that go along with this episode. Hey, do me a favor, get over to iTunes and locate the Bartender Journey podcast and leave some ratings and reviews. I'd sure appreciate it. Be like Scottsdale Matt and write something nice and leave five stars. Five is the most you can give. You can give as many as you want. Five is the most. My name is Brian Vincent Weber. Feel free to get in touch for any reason at all. You can email me at vince.bartender at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at barkeeptips, Tips, and you can search Facebook for Bartender Journey and like it, like that page. Oh, and by the way, while you're on iTunes, I hope you'll subscribe to this show if you haven't already. This way you'll get the new episodes as soon as they become available. All right, it's time for our toast. May our sons have rich fathers and beautiful mothers. Cheers. Here's to you. <laughs>